I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Welcome along. Monday night, 8pm, the live land returns and the crew is back together. And just by the little chat we had, it was only two minutes beforehand. Tonight is going to get a little <laughs> bit spicy. That's for sure. Gentlemen, good evening. Boise, God, how are we doing? Be right if you didn't keep sending me Snapchats of Christmas songs and TV and whatever else you mince up. <laughs> <laughs> what about bottles of wine? With something a little bit more creative as an insult, and all I ever get back is three laughing emojis. Exactly as James has put in the chat room. Those three on the side as well. That's it. That's Phil's idea of Snapchat is reel you in, wait for you to bite back, and just go, ha, 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 look at me. And then I'll do it again six hours later. No. Because irrit- I know it irritates you because you're waiting for a reply and don't get it. Arse. Um, um... Grow up. I'm anti-Christmas in November. I'm with you on this job. But to be honest, if it's going to wind you up for these two hours, Phil keeps ending up. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, MTV Christmas is on the Yeah, I don't, I don't think any encouragement is needed for the two minutes we had in the, uh, in uh, the dream room beforehand. Uh, that, to, to be <laughs> fair, it's going to be good. Gob's going to rant on the Grand Slam. Boise's going to rant on the Masters money, and I'll probably upset someone along the way, no doubt. I'd forgotten about the Masters money, but I've got a few things to say on that one as well. <laughs> what money? <laughs> what money indeed? Um, we've also got a clip from Neil Duff to play as well. He doesn't hold back. All in all, it's, it's going to be a little bit jazzy this evening. Uh, first of all, let's jump straight into the chat room and say hello. Uh, Tommy, Daniel, how are we doing? Andrew, of course, Manita is in. Good morning over in Oz. Uh, Craig, Owen, Alex, Rose, how are we all? Uh, Nicholas, uh, all good. Uh, Carol is in. James, uh, 
Matthew, loads in the chat rooms. Ram, Jamie. Rose, please don't you. encourage him. I will have to block you for real this time. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, I'm going to get Still a Christmas edition I'm just looking where I can put some it, it, Christmas that, lights around us. That's fine. I know where you can put week. some Christmas lights, mate, but you won't be able to see them on camera. Let me tell you that. <laughs> You can do as um, you please next Monday, Mr. Bars. No, because I'm going to do it for the Fallout Bar instead. <laughs> You're not coming on the Fallout Bar. <laughs> um, but good evening, everyone. We've just, we've just shared some links on social. Being much appreciated if you could give them a share or a retweet wherever you see them. And make sure you drop us a like as well. Right, we're going to go and try and go in some kind of generic order. Um, Oh, and there it is. Shock. Gob drops off. Oh, there he's back. Oh, he's back. Mm. He's back. He disappeared for about two Thank seconds, you. Doc. Yeah, I just <laughs> fell out of Phil talking. I needed a break already, and it's five past. <laughs> um, so, first of all, the Pro Tours for 2022 are all done and dusted. 30 of them across the year. And to start with, boys, number 29, it belonged to this man. The first Pro Tour he won without a broken hand. Jeez, I forgot about that. Been a long year, isn't it? <laughs> no, every year I ever do a big full review of the year show. and if it, We ain't got time for one of them. I've forgotten so much. I just can't be bothered. To, to be fair, if we, if we did one of the year, we'd be here for like five hours. Could you imagine? A full day? Oh, just a day session. Well, we, we would <laughs> get rid of all our sponsors for the day. I'd just get hammered and chat starts for five hours. By the end of the fourth hour, I genuinely think we'd probably be banned from YouTube and never be allowed to broadcast again. We you wouldn't be earning revenue from it, let's put it that way. We, we definitely lose <laughs> the ability to monetize that stream, but it'd be funny. Welcome <laughs> Mondays, indeed. That's what we need, James. Instead um, of the smartest so, I've produced to eat. Um, Gary Price wins Players' Championship 29. And apart from in the first round where Steve West pushed him to a last leg, um, didn't really get tested, Boise, did he? No, it was a bit, it was a bit uh, one-sided for him throughout the day. Obviously, as you said, Steve West tested him, which was when you look at the names he'd played throughout the days, that was probably the one who you didn't really expect that test from, especially as it was coming to the the end of his um, tour card, his last two events. Um, but he got pushed in that first one. But then throughout the rest of the day, it was just it was classed off by Price to average anything over hundred. Um, for a day's pro tour, he's always going to put you in the mix, and it's just a sensational run from Desi. Yeah, look, averaging over a ton across the down a pro tour, Gob, is world class starts. Averaging a ton for three visits is world class starts. <laughs> I'm doing it in day. Yeah, yeah, look, solid. Look, you could argue that the draw opens up a little bit for him and, and whatever else you <laughs> want, but at that point, he never really looked like he was in trouble either. Just the inevitability of playing Martin Schindler, 
Uh, I thought Martin Zeka was awesome. I thought GM Van Veen was superb considering he's, he's been in a Dev Tour, two Dev Tour finals, two Challenge Tour finals. To go and reach a, a Pro Tour final without a Tour card is some achievement in its own right, especially for somebody so young. It's not like it's somebody that's been around for years and whatever. Um, still big, big fan of Dave Chisnell's game. And I thought Rob Cross was going to do it, to be honest, for the start of the day. He looked magnificent, but he fell in the quarterfinals. But yeah, look, you can't say anything from Gezi. He was superb and secured his ranking in the top 16 for next year. Means he doesn't have to go to a Eurotour qualifier. So buggered off the next day. Brilliant. Standard. I was about to finish. As soon as he realised he was safe, he was like, off to the Millennium Stadium to watch Wales play rugby. Yeah, did anyone expect anything different? No, but there was a shock on the Sunday, on sorry, on the Saturday, which we'll come on to in a minute. Um, Johnny, how are we doing? Issy, first of all, I love the fact that you put a quiz question in there. However, there are two players to beat Gerwin Price at the Aldersley Leisure Village. He's only ever lost two group games, never lost a knockout game. So you're half there. And I, I, I love the, um, we'll give you an A for effort. Well, that means you know the answer to both, but I don't either, so. Oh, no, one. None of them Schindler. I think. None of them Schindler. Martin Schindler beat him last year, correct. This Schindler. No, actually, I was under the Webster, but that was MVG, wasn't it? It was Webster. Yeah, MVG was Webster. Uh, Tommy's got it in the chat room. Oh, I just read it, so. Simon Whitlock were the two, the only two people to beat Gutter in Price. Um, in a game at the Aldersley Leisure Village. Um, Laura and Maisie are watching. Hope you are good. Jar is in as well. So that was Gellerin Price on the Friday. Moving on to the Saturday, before we talk about this, Matt, the biggest surprise was the fact that Gary Anderson didn't go fishing and play in both days. <laughs> it wasn't a Sunday. If it was a Sunday... If it was a Sunday, maybe. Because he was on a Saturday. He's must have those days confused. Well, no, it wasn't. Because on the Sunday, he didn't play in the Slam, slam qualifier. So. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, true. But, but James <clears throat> Wade adding his name to the role of Honour Players Championship 30. Um, I know Gob was slightly happy with this one. But look at the stark contrast. Gerwin Price averages over a tonne to win his. James Wade doing James Wade things and just averages 93.72. Yeah, but according to expected goals, Tottenham should have beat Liverpool and that didn't happen. So there's more than one way to win a darts match, Philip. James Wade we is the epitome of that. We were never expected to beat you. Never in a million years. On XG, XG, then that's the stat I'm going with. Averages mean nothing. <laughs> there's um, a link there look, and it is for the darts show. But there's a chance for a dig there as well. Perfect. Superb. <laughs> although, although My I, know happy, I know you're happy that James won, but let's be fair, every darts fan in the world wanted Stevie B to win just because it's Stevie B. Yeah, look, the fact we're even debating the fact he was going to lose his tour card now seems ridiculous. He's rocked up to the final event, uh, got to a final. Um Pretty much secured his tour card. His 32nd consecutive appearance at a world championship. Magnificent.
yeah, no, look, he was he was superb. Um, but James Wade doing things the hard way, shattered Gene Van Veen dream. Gene Van Veen losing to both winners in two days. Not a bad little stat. Yeah, not uh, not a bad one at all. And also looking at some. <laughs> Another probably name that stands out across the two days for me. I know you didn't mention him in the last time, and I'm sure that was on purpose, Dobbers Martin Chinler, because a run there to the quarters and then semi-finals in two days, minus the winners. Probably, well, he's the best two. He's the best player over those two days. Cheesy in the semi-final then, so good run for those. And Josh Roth doing Josh Roth things, averaging well over a ton and losing a dime of the hearts. Yeah, look, and it's not fun anymore, is it? No. <laughs> uh, Ricardo Petrasco was hanging on to that 64 spot as well in the players' championship race as it was all unfolding. It got, it got a little bit nervy for a while for him, but look, the young man is going to mine head. That'll be an experience. It was um kind of Scott that was doing doing bits and bobs and I don't know how much you boys saw of it, but that was more of the Connor that we saw on the live league. That almost as if the shackles were off and he, he's got used to pro tour life and we were seeing more of our exploding averages, the big one eighties and the big finishes from him. We saw a bit more of that on a Friday, didn't we? So he certainly seems to have Settled into it. There's that bit more confidence back. And he's on a one year. He's on year one of a year of a two year, isn't he? So he's got another year to go. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully he settles in a bit now. Takes that form with him, and we can see yeah. the real Connor Scott scorecard holder. Yeah, uh, Luke Humphreys finishing top of the Pro Tour Order of Merit. MBG second. Damon Hetter third. Uh, Rob Cross fourth. Peter Wright fifth. Um, so some good stuff there. Right, that, that's the Pro Tours. Now we get interesting. Before we get on to the draw, Sunday we had the qualifier for the Grand Slam of Darts. And the lineup was confirmed. Eight spots, which not ideal to say the least. Um, let's, do the, let, let's, do, let's do the positives first. Barney's back on TV. Are you happy, John? Play it. Play it. Charles watching. Play it. <laughs> is Charles watching? Yeah. I don't think we've got it on this one. I, we haven't, I haven't got it on here. It's on the other one. Mm. You had one drop. <laughs> Keep talking. Stall them. <laughs> I know what's coming now. Waste of time. <laughs> um, <laughs> to be fair, I've got no idea where it is. I know it could be anywhere. Um, but there, look, Barney back on TV. So the eight qualifiers were Richie Edhouse, Raymond Van Barneveld, Adam Gaulas, Alan Souter, Martin Schindler, Luke Woodhouse, Mensor Sulevich, and Jermaine Watermina were your eight qualifiers. However, before we dissect the draw and, and we have a look at everything, does the qualifying criteria full stop for the Grand Slam need a complete overhaul? Chat room, get involved as well. Dob, over to you, my friend. Uh, don't be shy, Dob. You're plenty to say. <laughs> Actually, crap. 
<laughs> Win four games and make it after players have won titles and missed out. I don't. Well, not looking at the, it's not even a qualifying criteria. I don't get what a grand slam is anymore. Dob, before you have a rant, what would your solution be? Bin it off. Start again. <laughs> That's not Start an option. Just, just, just sack it off. Get rid of it. In fact, put everybody in Wolverhampton and just get rid of the lot together. Send in Vinny with a big bulldozer and we'll just go again. <laughs> The problem is the tournament's lost its identity and it has done for a long, long time. When it was created, it was very much PDC versus BDO, even if it was slightly skewed field and whatever else, it was the best of the best in the PDC decided by who'd won tournaments against the BDO and, and their top eight players and whatever else. At that point, it was unranked, so it was a bit of fun. Brilliant. Then they decided to rank it, at which point BDO players could take money off of tour card holders in an event that was there through the goodest, basically for the PDC to show off and go, look how much better our players are than yours. And at that point, Scott Waite showed them up just that little bit, once and very nearly twice as well. Probably should have been a reward for BDO players if they win the slam to automatically win a tour card or something as, as some sort of carrot for them instead of turn up, collect a paycheck, get annoyed at the noise. Let's be honest, as much as we love Martin Adams now, 15 years ago, he despised this. He wasn't into any of this. It was all noise and no, that's not proper darts and any of it. Look, he embraces it a lot more now. But he's one of many that were very much of that opinion for a long, long time. If you're going to use it as a show off of everything we've got on the tours, on our affiliate tours of Dev Tour, Challenge Tour, Women's Series, PDC, Actual Tour, you've got your Top 8, your, your Pro Tour Order of Merit, your other affiliate tours in your CDC, uh, PD, uh, DPA, uh, Asian tour, whatever, fine. I've got absolutely no issue with it being that sort of event. This is, look at everything we've got, look at the difference in levels a little bit. We'll put them in a group stage and it's all a bit of fun. But don't then double reward these people for spots at the World Championships. Because someone like, look, no fault with Scott Williams at all, but he's just earned a Grand Slam spot, a tour card, and a world championship spot for playing in a field that is of less quality, technically, than players 65 to 128. He's got more opportunities yeah. of playing in a worse field. So again, absolutely no fault of, of Scots or anything, but that's a triple reward for topping the challenge tour, which is tough to do. I'm, I'm not writing it off at all, but in a weaker field, in fewer events, he gets a bigger reward than tour card holders do. So not a fan of that. Um, the way the draw works out is absolutely stupid. The way that the guys are put into pots is just done on ranking. You had eight qualifiers and eight additional invites. They should have been in separate pots and kept there because Josh Rock and Adam Gaulas outranked each other in one way or the other. They were the only difference in the pots. That makes absolutely no sense. And the fact that they never, ever do the draw like a World Cup, like, like any other sporting event in the world, you get out your group, you play somebody from another group, and then in the following round, you can potentially play your own group again. That should not happen till at least the semi-final, if not the final. I'm the final. It's you just stupid. And that's, that's been a criticism of it constantly. Come out the same group, you should not be able to play it until at least the final four. 
And even then, I would be saying the final. But at least the final four is the absolute earliest you should be playing somebody when you've got 16 players moving through. Oh, yeah, 100%. Other than that, I think. And the the group stage is what makes this intriguing. It always has done. The Champions League replicated it a little bit. But the group stage is what makes this intriguing in, in the smaller sense, the quicker races. There is some jeopardy for some of the players. And the way the fixtures work out is pretty clever. So you're pretty much guaranteed that you won't have all dead rubbers on the final session. I like the way they do that. Props to them for doing that. Once you get out of that, it's basically a, a match play. And I don't care for it because the match play is the daddy. The races are, what, different by two legs at some point? No, bugger off. That, that's what the match play for. The match play is that long because it's a test of that stay in power as well as ability. The other one that I but Yeah, great tournament. Really happy for everybody playing in it and can't wait for 10 days of it. Someone in the chat room <laughs> will know. They never used to play semi-final and final on one day, did they? When it was at the Civic, I don't remember it all being on... I might be wrong with this, but... The, the Civic the Civic used to since I've been going to it. I don't know if it always done it. It has it did do for the last few years at the Civic, but I'm not sure it was always a um a constant two. But I just think the slam isn't the only a, one that happens. We but saw a lot of led the European Championship. But over over that format, I, you you're effectively playing two well, you are playing two best of 31 games in a day. Essentially, you can play 62 legs of darts. Yeah, but you could be playing 61 in the European Championships. I'm saying I'm not saying it's right, but European Championships is no difference. That's just three games of a, a slightly shorter format. I'm just going to go back and look. Wikipedia. When the semi-finals are on the Saturday, yeah. So, I'm just just looking at the drop-off. So, last year, don't get me wrong, Gezi was good in both, but Peter Wright dropped off massively between semi-final and final. 2020... I'm going to get some more smarties while you do this. Carry on, as you were. Um, again, James Wade dropped off. Not massively, but still, there's still a drop-off. Too much practice. Uh, this is my issue, hmm. that over-practice does come into it. Massively. But I, I, I do agree to two ones, but I think I think what it's not the only one where it happens. Just looking back, and I did mention it the other week. Ross Smith played what eighteen thirty-eight, fifty-seven leads on the Sunday of the European Championships, and still averaged hundred and one in the final, and was sensational. I'm not saying it's right, and it should be looked at because you have all the double sessions on the the previous. Saturday and Sunday, so why not do it on the 
on a Saturday or look at how it breaks up so you can mix it along so it's not that long. I guess one aspect of it, though, is the ticket sales. I don't think you would be as significantly high on that Sunday evening if you haven't got the afternoon session. Well, yeah, but this, this goes back to, with the greatest of respects, the venue is shit. It's yeah. miles out of the city centre. Oh. Actually, actually, inside, the venue's fine. <laughs> and actually, the venue inside works well. It's just where it is. It's it's too far outside Wolverhampton. And I, and I, and I know they put the, shuttle buses on and things like that, but... In the Civic, it was roll out, and you were on. You were in the town centre, literally twenty yards. Phil, as someone who has only ever been to Wolverhampton once, you can never be too far outside of Wolverhampton. <laughs> the the, the counter <laughs> argument to that, where Dob will lose this argument, is from the Civic. You're only 15, 20 yards away from a Potwell, so. You need it back at the city Perfect. for that reason alone. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, it, it is what it is. Look, for me, going back to the qualifying criteria, I'd quite like it to see that you have more spots or allocated spots from the Dev Tour, Challenge Tour, Women's Series, CDC, DPA, and the Asian Tour if it's up and running properly. If we have a proper Asian tour and, and you fill the spots that way and in terms of the qualifiers you are two four tops qualifiers eight to two minutes because it's TV event winners or finalists or, or whatever else to start with the number of spots they've got available elsewhere changes constantly so it screws them over yeah, it, it and I like and, that and it I is people that want to get to go and play, but actually at that point they're probably too strong to play against some of the associate tour members. It's just it's just a mess. It's, it's just been adapted, tweaked little bits constantly to to try and keep it important, and it's just gone too far now without a total refresh. Like the two world youth, the winner and the runner up of the world youth. That's almost a year ago and I it's great rewarding them but making them wait a whole year pretty much all bar a few weeks is ridiculous you're not in the same form then whatsoever and the the one was Joe Lewis last year Davis. played really well to get Joe Davis. Joe, Joe Davis played really well to get to the World Youth Final played well but a year on later injured turned up and everyone knew he was injured and he literally just yeah. turned up to get his money because if he didn't play he didn't get paid and he had no he chance of winning what they need to do one year is put four in they need to put both years in and just roll it over and then go right from now on so the, the two that are in the final this year rock and rafferty is it who are actually in the grand slam this year anyway but through different means and we'll get that qualification next year brilliant but whoever makes the World Youth final next year as well, those two, put them in at that point. Have four spots oh, for World just... Youth next year, put them in, and then you're back on the cycle because that World Youth will be before the Grand Slam. The two the two that make the final. Yeah. 
look, and I suppose the other big, big news coming out from the qualifier, we've, we've ripped it apart now. However, notable absentees. First of all, Jose de Souza will not be defending one penny of his £125,000 winnings from two years ago. Drops to world number 15. Dimitri Vandenberg drops out of the top 16. James Wade will not defend any of his final money. And Gary Anderson completing that cycle along with James Wade, the ever-presence of the Grand Slam, the end of an era. Yeah, but three of those have had the opportunity or more than enough of the opportunity. Gary Anderson won a... I struggle to understand um, the rationale behind him not done to the qualifier, even more so playing in the two events on the same weekend. It just made no no sense whatsoever to me. Um, he's not someone who we can talk about who's played too much darts this year. So I, I don't understand that decision regarding the other players they've had more than enough opportunity. We've just spoke about having eight qualifiers and all the different possible routes. Um, but the biggest loss there is Dr. B. Jose from, from an individual perspective, just because the amount of money he's losing and that huge drop in the rankings. Well, whilst we're on Jose, before we go, he's actually out of the top 16 on the Pro Tour of Merit as well. So he's going to have to go and qualify for Euro Tours as well. Difficult times for Jose de Souza right now. No idea. Um, yeah, so look, I suppose the next question before we go and actually look at the draw is I get this criteria is slightly different, but still, should world rankings be taken into consideration? Because Wade and De Souza currently are five and six in the world. And that means nothing for a ranked TV tournament. Is is that kind of right? Surely your world ranking should carry some meaning for every TV tournament. I like the fact it doesn't for this, but where the rest of the criteria is such a mess, eight qualified. I don't mean it disrespectfully to anybody that came through that qualifier, but Barney's a story. The rest of it, do we need eight? Really? No. Four good, four, not, you not even need four good games. Four wins compared to world number five is a big difference. Oh, yeah, look, it's, it, it's huge. I know one is the one is the pinnacle of the year in the World Championships and one is um, the Grand Slam. But we've got 90-odd places for the World Championships and we only have one qualifier. One actual tour-tard qualifier, is it? Yeah, two spots. We only have one tour-tard qualifier. Uh, or two, sorry. And then we've got a Grand Slam of where we've got eight. And for me, there's, there's other opportunities there, extending the amount of dev players in there. And I'd absolute two or challenge or even looking at extending it to three or four of the women's. I know I've seen Murph made a point of that on socials this weekend. And I, I think there's opportunities there to either extend that sort of way of doing it 
Or the other option is to make sure uh, there's a there's still got to be a criteria, but your Euro Tours and your Pro Tour winners have got more of an opportunity because the, the Grand Slam used to just be the winners from PDC and then obviously BDR. Or their top grant, which predominantly had won something at some point that year. So for me, they've, they've got to follow one route. At the minute, it seems a bit of a mixed match of filling the 32 spots from all different avenues and it just doesn't feel right. Yeah, look, it's it's a mess right now, and it's it's one that that will it get looked at? Probably not. But I see a lot of grumblings about the qualifying criteria for the Grand Slam. Uh, evening, James. Hope you are well. So moving on from there, we had another lot. Oh no, we didn't. We had a draw. Oh, big stipulation. Look, it, 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 it's my bugbear. I don't like the fact that the draws aren't live. I'm not going to hide it. And this isn't just a PDC either, by the way. This is all draws full stop. <coughs> in in this day and age, there Agreed. is no reason that sporting governing bodies shouldn't be doing live draws. However, we have a draw and it has thrown up some absolute beauties Group A and just, group just one, eight. Just one quick point. Can we go back a bit? Because you said sporting governing body. And every time I try and make that point about the Pudusa, you tell me they're not. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're, they're not. Agreed. But I mean, in general, sporting governing bodies that don't do live draws do my head in. And promotional companies. Does that make you feel bad? Thank you. A, 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 much, a much needed stipulation, given our environment. Promotional companies included. <laughs> Um, look, Group A and Group yes. H. Ouch. Div. Mm. I think E's ridiculous, to be honest. E's ridiculous. Look, we'll, we'll take a look at each group first of all. Uh, group A, Gathering Price, Dave Chisnell, Raymond Van Barnabout and Ted Everts. And... You've got to feel for Tenere a little bit because on the form that we've seen, a little bit out of his depth there. Yeah, look, Gezi is Gezi. Dave Chisnell can't say it enough. Really big on his game right now. Um, Barney is just going to get the attention because it's his return to Sky and God knows how long and, and whatever else. And we haven't seen a great deal from Ted since... Probably since Fallon beat him at the world. We've seen glimpses, but not quite the form that we'd seen from him before that, that we'd seen that's taken him to Dev Tour titles, etc. So, yeah, of, of the four players in that one, the one that you fear for the most is Ted. Yeah, look, yeah, Gezi's home is the Leisure Village, so it's going to be interesting. Look, the short race does make it a bit of a level up, but still uphill for Ted Everts. If you're a seed, Group B, you've done all right there. Uh, Danny Knopper, Simon Whitlock, Mensal Sulevich, and Christian Perez. Boise, that you'll take that all day long. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah, there's, it could have been an awful lot worse. We've mentioned three groups there in sort of the intro of ones where there's great draws and quite difficult games in there, whereas Danny Knopper will certainly fancy his chances. And I also think when the draw's made as well, because 
in these first plays, fourth in the in the rankings. I think that's the tee, Dane, that you can dead off to that winning start and we've done enough at playing Christian Perez. It certainly helps that, which is the flip to the one before. Ted Everts would not want to be playing Derwin Price in the first round. I know he's done one of the eight seeds, but that is a shocking draw for Ted for the opening day when you, you need to let that first win. For Group B, obviously not a strong favourite. And I actually think it's quite a toss-up between Mensor and Whitlock, who will get through in that second one. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, look, we've seen some good stuff from Simon and some good stuff from Mensah. We've also seen some some ropey stuff from, from both of them, Gob. So it's a question of that game could be huge. Yeah, it could, look, I don't know a great deal about Christian Perez, but the other thing to note about this group is of all of the eight players that are seeded, the one that won't be thrown off by slow games because he's quite methodical himself is Danny Nopper. So to be in a group with Whitlock and Mensah, Whitlock's not slow by any means, but he does like to set himself in a particular manner. There's definitely a distinct pace and rhythm to the way that Simon Whitlock plays. In a group of mental Sudovic as well, do not expect this group to take top billing in any session. If that was the world, we'd be saying afternoon session. Yes. <laughs> um, group C. They're, they're group just not the most watchable. They're not bad dark players. They're just not very watchable. Everyone knows my feeling on things like that. So, yeah, I'm with you. Um, group C, Michael Smith, Joe Cullen, Richie Edhas, and Lisa Ashton. Um, look, two big favourites there in Cullen and Smith. But on his day, Edhas has produced and is capable of shocking one of them. Scoring power is very, very good. And else is a, a very high... 180 hitter compared to the players outside of the top 32, for instance, he's just got to hold his nerve. And to be honest, he's got to hold his nerve for less less legs at that point. We've seen Lisa's very, very top game. We haven't really seen it on the Women's Series recently. There was glimpses of it in the Super Series uh, before this phase finished. Um, but she's got to produce something like, maybe not to the same extent massively, but somewhere near that performance we saw from Jan Decker against Shandeka in that opening set. You keep going back to it. That's the best we've ever seen Lisa on TV. And the, I guess the little advantage she does have is this format in the group is best of seven, isn't it? So this is the women's series format. So she is more used to playing this than any of the others. But if you find yourself down against these guys with an early break, it's a long way back for somebody who isn't at the peak of her form that we've seen from her previously. Yeah, no, look, I, I fully, fully agree. It's best of nine, isn't it? Not seven, but she's still used to that shorter format. Close enough. I'm sure it used to be seven. One or two. No, oh, seven's World Cup. Nine's, yeah, close enough. Um, group D. <laughs> I, again, I think this is a tough group. <laughs> Rob Cross, Dirk Van Dijvenbode, Martin Schinner and Adam Gaulas. Look, Gaulas is probably the weakest player in that group. But the other three are certainly capable. And we've seen this year, Dirt Van Dijvenbode has hit more by an 80s than anyone. Rob Cross has been solid as a rock. And Shin has been outstanding at times, Boise. Yeah. And add to that, you, like as you mentioned, those three, Doris is the weakest. However, he will slow the game down for those other three, especially Dirt, who's going to want to play at a rapid pace. And this is as difficult to pit for me than what some of the other ones are. I can see this going to the the 
Monday evening. I think this group's decided. I can see it going all the way. Schindler's form this weekend was fantastic. As you mentioned, Dirt's power story, and we know what Rob Frost can do. So I do see this group being very, very tight. Um, and Blood says, wouldn't be surprised if it's all to play for on the final night. Could you imagine that, say, the draw had gone wrong and Gablas was in B instead of Perez? We could have been here to a week on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Would that be your favourite group, Phil? Uh, we've been horrific, let's be honest. Favourite <laughs> group, just needed napping. Yeah. We'd have had no worry turning in interviews around in a short space of time, that's for sure. Boys <laughs> and rounds, yeah, right, mate. <laughs> um, group E, interesting. Peter Wright, Nathan Aspinall, Alan Souter, and Fallon Sherrod. And again, tough, tough group. Very tough. Um, right is right. Look, if you catch him cold or you catch him tinkering, there's a chance to get it, Peter Wright here. Um, especially with the tenacity and, and, and whatever that Nathan Aspinall shows. Alan Suter's very recent form is very good. I was having a discussion about this uh, with Simon, who's new to our team, going to be doing a bit of writing for us. Um, Suter's recently tinkered of equipment a little bit, and since then the amount of ton plus averages he has hit has pretty much doubled on the season in the space of a week and a half. So don't write him off. And look, Fallon will inevitably get crowd support um lots of attention on her lots of pressure on her um and again format similar to the women's series semis and finals that's what i meant all along not the rest of the tournament um is <laughs> mm. is more than capable we've seen it in the group before you, you throw back to that um gabriel clemens 170 shot etc she's definitely got the game we've seen it plenty of times but can she produce it against three top quality dart players in a tough group and in a season that probably hasn't gone her way will be incredibly tough to do so. Yeah, look, and Fallon's not in the same form as she was in this time last year. But no. I've openly said it, she hasn't played enough darts this year. So I think it's an incredibly tough task this year, Boise. It, it is a tough one, but I honestly think we... Like says that first aim is crucial in these groups. Fallon playing Peter Rice, Saturday night, full house, I believe. It's to sell it on the Saturday night. All the crowd of them are behind her. That could potentially be a turning point for Fallon's season that hasn't gone to plan. Yeah, she's still... And this is where the level that Fallon's up to. We're saying she hasn't had a good season because she's finished third on the Women's Order of Merit Light and the World Series didn't know to plan. But that shows the levels that Fallon's reached in previous years. It's a difficult group. Any group she's going to go into being that number fourth was going to be quite difficult. But I actually think it probably plays into her hands a little bit more than if she was in a group where people were sitting here going, oh, she could sneak through that, or she could win that. I actually think coming into this one where she's not going to be favourite in any game, that will probably help Fallon. And I can see it causing a, a couple of upsets this weekend. Well, you say that like last year, everyone thought that she would get out of that group. Yeah. Um, I don't think group. anyone in a current form is expecting her to come through how she's played recently. But I think this could be a turning point for her. Group F. 
Johnny Clayton, Damon Hetter, Jermaine Watamina, and Leonard Gates. Now, this <coughs> one's intriguing because Johnny Clayton is going through a tough spell at the moment. We've seen glimpses from the ferret recently, but not his consistent best. Damon Hetter, if this was on the floor, you'd fancy him to win the group, but needs to turn his floor form onto a TV. Jermaine Watamina was a surprise package over the weekend. The machine gun played some ridiculously consistent stuff. And look, Leonard Gates, he could either average 70 or a ton. There's no middle ground with him. Look, it's guaranteed we'll get a miscount. Between him and the ferret, we'll have miscounts galore. But in terms of a group, God, this one's really intriguing. Yeah, I'd, I'd fancy a crack at all of them in this format, to be honest. Um, you summed up pretty well. On the floor, Het has been immense. You get at him early in this group. He has a chance he'll crumble. Uh, when I spoke to Jermaine in Amsterdam, it was only his third win in about 18 months on TV. I was convinced it was two, but his UK Open that wasn't on the main TV, including himself. So he's not had many more since then. Look, played well recently, but as you said, then a gate. Solid on his game, but beatable. Johnny Clayton is having a shocker of a year compared to last year, to be quite frank. Um, solid in the Premier League and not a lot after that. Clearly just absolutely out on his feet. His floor results have started to struggle a bit as well. Um, this could back foot is in a world of trouble. Yeah, I agree. Uh, just in the chat room... You know, it's Justin Smith joins us. Hope you are good, mate. Congratulations on your, on your challenge tour and the call up to the pro tour. Well done, buddy. Um, group G. On paper, this one looks fairly straightforward. Um, MVG, Ross Smith, Luke Woodhouse, and Nathan Rafferty. Boise, everyone is expecting MVG and Ross Smith to come through this one. It, yeah, it's very hard to, to disagree with that. We know that. Woodhouse and Rafferty can produce that upset and can play good stuff. The format will always allow that upset in there, but it's then winning two games to depth through. And I just think that this one is probably the easiest. Probably other than Group C for me, where the two who I'm certain on will go through is MVG and Ross Smith. Um, but... Rafty, Rafty's the one for me. If anyone, uh, him and Woodhouse are going to cause the upset, it will be that crucial day in the second one. I see MVG turn him over and Ross Smith beating Woodhouse. It's that second one. He's going to get himself in the mitts playing Ross Smith last. Then he's got a chance. Are you agreeing, Gob? I think so. I think there is a couple of intriguing things there. Nathan Rafferty is a star for the future. His A game is ridiculous. Very, very good. You expect Marco Van Gogh to be pretty comfortable here. Managed his schedule pretty well. Was won three out of the last four TV tournaments or something ridiculous as he does. This is the first time we're going to go into a major TV tournament where there's a lot of pressure on Ross Smith right here. As, as the most recent TV title winner... There is going to be far more attention on Ross Smith right now than there possibly ever has been, apart from every single Euro Tour for about three years where Dan Dawson was calling him out because nobody else has managed to hit a nine-data since. Um, 
so it'll be interesting to see how he handles that pressure, which will be a little bit different for him. Um, and Luke Woodhouse, look, Luke Woodhouse is more than capable. But we tend, on TV, we tend to see Luke's A game or his C or D game. There's no B game. There's no scrap through. There's there's no middle ground. It's all or nothing. And you can't all or nothing this group. You'll get found out. Yeah, yeah no, I, I don't disagree. Now, Group H, good luck with this one. Whoever pulled the balls out for this. Luke Humphreys is your seed. Ryan Searle, Josh Rock, and Scott Williams. And as daft as this sounds, because Ryan Searle is around the top 16 mark if he doesn't look if he's just dropped out. But 17. arguably 17. So he's in and around, but look, he's one of the elite players in the world. And right now, he's arguably the outsider, certainly third. Yeah, I've got him fourth. I've just not seen enough from him this year compared to last year where he was in the Players' Championship finals final, uh, had been big on pro tours and, and deep on Euro tours and whatever. We just haven't seen the same Ryan Searle this year. And there is a calmness about their own... There, there is, there's a quiet arrogance of the other three in this group. Yeah. They are all very, very talented. They all like a little bit of a showman and they are all more than capable and know their own game. And I don't think they're afraid to tell others about that either. Josh Rock, perhaps not as much, but Luke Humphreys will definitely call out the rest of the group. Scott Williams will do exactly the same. And I'm not sure that fits Ryan's character either. So I do struggle to think how he's going to fit in with this group where you have got three other players that are a little bit more brash, a little bit more showman, a little bit more ex extrinsic in their personality, shall we say? Yeah, I, I'm not, certainly not disagreeing. Um, right, it's that time. We are going to go through group by group. Chat room, get involved as well. I would like your winner and runner-up from each group. We are going to start with group a. Really? Yes. Really? Oh, really? You know the rules, I boys. Yeah, but we don't we normally do every group. Well, we are today. So, group A, I would like your winner and runner-up, please. Who wants to go first? Go on, then. <laughs> I'm doing it. About to say that, Tom. Go on. Dave Chisnell won, Gerwin Price two. Just. Just. As in, he just gets through. Uh, I'm very close to Barney, and, and Price's run at the uh, Aldersley being over in spectacular fashion. What are you saying? No, Chizzy one, prize two. Yeah, same, same two, but different order. He's, he's won it. This is just too good. I'm looking at Barneyton potentially upset it. I feel for Teddy in this. 
But yeah, price one, Chizzy two. Quite predictable in this one. I'm going differently. I'm going price one, Raymond Van Barneveld two. Form Chizzy's in. Having watched the slam qualifier, <laughs> there was moments of vintage Barney, and I just think we may get it. Did yeah. you say fairy tale of Plenty. New York, Liam? Oh, sorry. Plenty of vintage when your first three averages are 87, 91, and 91. Yeah, super. Definitely going to topple fun. Dave Chisnell. Some final legs. He's gone 180, 140. There, there was moments. He's not and getting to a final leg in that form against Dave Chisnell because he goes 180, 180 constantly. And then he'll miss a bunch of doubles because he's over-practiced. Silly boy. Next, Barney gets, Group B. Barney gets the job done. Group B. You can go first this time, Boise. Chat room, what have you got for Group B? Mensal Sulovic, Danny Nopper in that order. Flip them. Danny one, Mensal two. <laughs> I'm going Danny one, board killer two. He's not anymore, is he? Because, you know, <laughs> they made the boards. <laughs> He could kill anything with them darts. Um, a lot of love in the chat room for Mensa as well. And Whitlock keep getting him in. Superb stuff. Group C. Uh, Michael Smith, John Cullen, Richie Edhas, and Lisa Ashton. I'll go first on this one. I'm going Michael Smith 1, Joe Cullen 2. Any Smith. different? Or... Colin wants Smith too. Yeah. I think most people will Definitely have written these down because at some point you're going to want winners. Yes, I am. <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, group D. Back round to you, Gob. Where were we? Group D. Uh, Dirk no, one bomb. cross two. No, it was a light box. The light oh, box is sorry. there, but nothing fits that I need it to show in the background, so I just don't use it. <laughs> no, I had a marker pen and no paper. Boy, see what you're going for? Dirt one, Martin Schindler two. I'm going Dirk one, Rob two. Group E, Boise. Group 
Don't believe I've done this, but Nathan Aspinall one, Fallon Sherrod two. Wow. That's a big shout. Go. Fallon can beat Peter night one. Uh, Aspinall one, right two. Uh, I am going to go right one, Aspinall two. Group F. I'm going Johnny one, Damon two. Same. Full house. Oh, God. So back what I mean are in gates. <laughs> well, when we all agree, it's dangerous. Um, group G, MVG. Ross Smith, Luke Wood as Rafferty. Gob? Uh, MVG and Nathan Rafferty. Ooh. Mm. I, I love Ross Smith, MVG. but I'm not sure he's going to handle the pressure. I, I just think it plays into his hands having Luke Woodhouse first. I think when he looked at some of the people in the pot three, that could have been worse opening down for him and I think that will help. So, MVG one, Ross Smith two. Uh, I agree. I'm going MVG, Ross Smith. Again, Ross Smith having Luke Woodhouse first is a, is a help for him. And then Group H, here we go. Good luck. Who wants to go first? I think we'll all disagree on this uh, one. Josh Rock one, Luke Humphreys two. Boise? Luke Humphreys one, Ryan Searle two. Luke Humphreys, one, Josh Rock, two. So, now we, put, now, now, now we know who gets out of the groups. Uh, Mace is in. How are we doing, Mace? Um, so, from your selections, I would like semi-finalists. Chat room as well. Um, I'd worked out the next round and everything. <laughs> that was never going to happen. I've just realised I've got I've got MVG against Josh Rock in the second round. Yeah, so have I. Uh, no, I haven't. I've got Josh Rock versus Nathan Rafferty. 
I've got MVG Rock second. Hello. Round. Hello. <laughs> and I've also got MVG Luke Humphreys. Christ. I've got Peter Wright, Johnny Clayton. Some tasty in here. Michael Smith against Dirk Van Dijvenboda. Rob Cross, Joe Cullen. Price versus Nopper. It's mad. Um, so when all that plays out, I get Dave Chisnell beats Mensor Sulevich and then he beats Gerwin Price to make the semis. Rob Cross beats Joe Collin, Michael Smith beats Dirk Van Dijvenboda, but then Smith beats Cross to make the semis. Nathan Aspinall beats Damon Hetter, Peter Wright beats Johnny Clayton, and then Aspinall beats Peter Wright. And MVG beats Luke Humphreys, Josh Rock beats Nathan Rafferty, and MVG beats Rock to make the semis. So I've got a final four of Chisnell, Smith, Aspinall, and MVG. My final four consists of two of Dobbs. One being Michael Smith, taking on Julian Price. Yeah. And second semi final, Nathan Aspinall taking on Lou Humphreys. From the top half, which, I've got which contradicts myself massively. In the sense of a few weeks ago, I was saying only the top three are going to go on and win the rest of the TV titles, and then I've put none of them in my semi final. I've just realized the rate. <laughs> uh, I've got Gerwin Price against Michael Smith, and then I've got MVG Wright in my semi finals. The top four in the world. Yeah. All original. Well done. <laughs> Genuinely, I hadn't worked it out as the top four. It was just yeah. plotting their way. You'll tell us anything, mate. Go on. He, Next. Dob is also that James Wade in the quarterfinals until he realised he hadn't qualified. He had to toss it out. Because he was <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Too fair. <laughs> I've got, I've, I've got Gary winning it and going by his, buying the Harley Davidson on the way home. <laughs> um, right, so that time, winner and runner-up of the 2022 Grand Slam of Darts. Because after this, we're going to the... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Jazzy segment of the show. Nailed it. Uh, MVG beats uh, Dave Chisnell. It's his turn for heartbreak. Him and Marcus Smith could just alternate. Boise. Michael Smith beats Derwin Price and then Nathan Aspinall beats Lou Humphreys. And then Michael Smith goes on and lifts the trophy in hopefully the last one in Aldersley. Gezi beats Michael Smith to make another final in Aldersley. where he will play Peter Wright and Gezi wins. So I'm going for Chat room, what are you saying? Uh, MPG winner Smith runner up. Um, Swift defense for for okay, he's not going to drop. Dirk beats Gezi. Uh, Price right, MVG will be champion. Ash beats Gezi. MVG winning it all. Chisnell MVG final. Uh, the Grand Prix, the top three were in the same easy up. Uh, agreed, Mace. Um, so that's the way we've plotted the Grand Slam. Right. No. Can't wait for Christian Perez to beat Fallon in the final. <laughs> Will he get a Premier League spot? <laughs> no. <laughs> too, too, too soon? Beat Fallon in the final, you'll get executed. Um... Would we like the Neil clip first, or are we going to discuss and play the Neil clip afterwards? Yeah, we might as well hear from him first, aren't we? Right. We're going to listen to a very good clip from Neil Duff, and then we will discuss. This is going to get interesting. Yeah, absolutely. The thing is, I had to sit down, sat down with my manager, uh, me and Gareth, my dad, and we had to work out what's best for me. And with the seniors tour, um, Modus, and probably it's going to be the ADC after Christmas, that's going to keep me off the building site for another year. So that's what I want to do. And Modus and the World Seniors has given me that outlet that I can do that. Whereas the WDF, and I know they're trying hard. I'm not going to bash them up. Um, at the minute, as it sits now, there's no future in it. Uh, unless they actually pull their finger out. Um, the Masters, you've seen the money come out for the Masters. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, they've just cut 
all the overseas players from from actually travelling to it. Um, but I, I do hope I hope and I pray and always do that the WDF will work something out and they'll get their act together. And if the Lakeside World Championship moves to April, I'll I will be there. But it's not my priority now. You know, my my priority now is to make as much money as I can that I that I can take a living from darts. Um, and we still haven't real kushko out yet either. Might do that for the challenge tour. Just uh, we we have kind of kicked it about a bit, but obviously we're just waiting on announcements from here, there, and everywhere. So um, yeah, it's a possibility. That just challenge tour, UK Open qualifier stuff like that there, just to give myself an extra extra options. How much of a frustration has the last six weeks been for you? Obviously, the crest of the wave from winning Lakeside, you're on a high. You go to Australia, you play some stuff, and then. The radio silence, the fact I see on social, not just from you, but from a lot of players, it's the lack of communication that, that's killing players. And has that been one of your biggest frustrations? Yeah, well, like, you know yourself, the likes of the seniors, a week after the, the World Championship was played this year, the dates were set for next year. Plans were in motion all the time. And I think that's something that the other organisations need to look at. Um, it's kind of getting left. I can understand that if they don't have anything to announce, if they're still working out deals, as long as they bring the best deal, if they're going to be, if they're going to be quiet about it. But even to the players, to their own world champion, just let them know. Just drop an email. Uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, things are things are in progress. We will know something when we do. We'll put it out there. But it's actual that. People are asking questions on social media and it's just getting blanked. I know myself, I've sent emails that I didn't get a reply to. I've sent Facebook messages that I didn't get a reply to. So yeah, it is frustrating because I think after the demise of the BDO, they had a clean slate to do to do it right, to get it get it properly done properly and avoid the mistakes that were made the last time round. Um unfortunately They've hit every single pitfall that was left, and it's sad. The only loser is darts, in my opinion. I, no matter what, darts still needs amateur grassroots starts. So they do. And if the WDF is that outlet, it's, it's if you look at any of the players that comes here, at some point they've paid WDF or BDO. Anyone that's went to the PDC, there's some point they've done that there. So yeah, it does have a purpose. And there is a place for it, but it just needs to be handled in the right way. Lots and lots of points off of that. And I thought Neil spoke very open and honestly throughout the whole interview, first of all, boys. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe we just use that phrase. I love that phrase. <laughs> um, I mean, normally you give us much short clips to take in, mate. That was basically the entire an interview pal but yeah sad Fergie <laughs> <laughs> time already boys <laughs> look things like that because he says so much to clip it take stuff out of context so that deserved the whole segment of that interview so nothing can be taken out of context everyone's heard it from start to finish 
Yeah. Yeah, which which is the right thing to do, I guess. We'll, we'll come on to the master shortly. The the biggest concern from that, the words are from God says, having the pleasure of being at Lightside, talking to Neil straight after his win. His main focus after he'd picked up that world title was being back there 12 months' time to defend that title, hearing himself being called out as world champion. The fact that in just over six months, due to lack of communication, um, going on to what's happened with the Masters as well, is that's not now the world champion's focus is going to defend that title. That has been knocked down because of everything that's happened. That isn't uh, a did at all, Neil. That is the base of it was the excitement of lifting that title and going on to defend it now due to lack of information, whether it be publicly or to himself directly, has led to him having to look elsewhere because, as we've said every time we've spoke about the WDF, these are either people who are playing on the side as well as having full-time jobs or they have recently opened up the jobs because they've earned enough money and can make a career in darts through other avenues. His focus is now around making sure he can earn a living from playing darts. And that has been has taken away the, the that world champion field going into next year where it's now not his main focus. He's really, really disappointing. And as a, that's disappointing from WDS perspective, not God says he's got a lot after number one and rightfully so, like the rest of the field have. And I'm sure we'll see how much they're looking after themselves when we see how many players turn up for the Masters. So don't think it'll be the full field that they release. Um, look, there's a couple of bits on there. Uh, evening, Lendl. How are we doing? Weekly Darts cast. Um, look, there's a couple of bits that massively jump off the page for me as well. And it's the fact that he says that the likelihood is he's going to go and play ADC, which in effect is the BDO's biggest rival right now. And he's basically gone, I'm going to play in their circuit. Their world champion. Well, that he's effectively done a Barney, not on the same scale, but you know what I mean? Effectively, he's done the same by that. And yeah. look, just the, the, as he says, the lack of information, the fact that no one replies to his emails, even if it's just in private, he, look, he's never going to put out what's said in them, but the fact they're just no reply is not good. Yeah. And the first time he's obviously openly come out and said it, but if the dates do clash, he's picking the seniors over the WDF. Good news for me. <laughs> no, yeah, clearly. It shouldn't happen. The player should never be put in that position. The, the, one of them is, like I said, one of them has had their dates out since this time last year, that, that should never have been put into that position. So, um, but if it, if it does come around, it is good to see that he's going to stick with the seniors, obviously as, as someone that is, is, is involved in the seniors through their social media. So that, fantastic for that. In, in terms of the rest of the interview, he speaks really well. I don't think he was massively 
are they're, they're crap, they're this, that, and the other. I think he spoke of their problems pretty well. You said about lack of communication. In an era and in an age when technology means that communication is as easy as it's ever been, there are so many ways to get in touch with people. There are so many ways to provide information. The lack of it is, is deafening almost um, at times, and that's been the issue. The, the point that sticks out for me is when the WDF took over from the BDO, they did pretty much get granted a clean slate. They were like, right, we know this has been running to the ground. It used to be a fantastic product. It still represents an awful lot of dark players around the world. We are now going to assume control of this. We're going to do shake things up a little bit. Um, we're going to hopefully look for better commercial avenues to, to make sure that the top end of this part of the game is as well supported as it possibly can be. And within six, seven months, that just hasn't happened, has it? The Lakeside was a little bit of a disaster in terms of moving the dates because of COVID, prize money getting cut from various sources and, and whatever else, and it's put them on the back forever since, um, which is not ideal. There, there always needs to be an amateur game, but the growth of the ADC, the fact that seniors is there, is means that there's more competition for this. You, you can't just exist be the only ones that the BDO used to be and go, right, this is where you play your darts. This is the next step up. The traditional roots of you play in your pub, you go and play Super League, you get picked for county, and next thing you're looking at is international going to opens. There's so many more options these days. You cannot just rely on the fact that you have the biggest membership and for them to keep pulling you through. It's just not going to happen. Um, all in all, pretty damning, I think. Yeah, and especially because of who said it. He's their focal point. He should be paraded, yet he's the one, as he said, as it stands at the moment, there's no future in it. That's a big line. But as you said there, though, Phil, should be paraded with it. The World Championships was, what, seven months ago now? From a WDF perspective, we've not seen Neil Duff on our TV streams. We've not seen him on... We have seen him because we've seen him through the Super Series and the live lead, but we, we've not seen him through the WDF perspective of their world champion. Going back to Australia, that you know it was a platinum event. It should have been visible. We would not on TV, at least on YouTube. There's just... It's adding up of events now that's, that's even more worrying. And that's before we move on to the total point on our screens at the minute, the World Masters. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Lau, to start with, he didn't he didn't sign a contract to start with, he accepted his invitation back when was it, Gob? When he first of all, he accepted the invitation to play, but obviously, he was hoping that he could play in both. Yeah, around that, it was before was it after the Masters, but before the Masters, possibly, yeah. Yeah, totally. uh, he was obviously hoping that there was no clash and he could do both. But with the projected clash, he's obviously made his mind up that if they do clash, that three TV tournaments outweigh one. Correct. Four, by the way. He's only been guaranteed three, he said. Yeah, but 
opportunity yeah, yeah, the in, the in the future. And there are four seniors TV events, and at the minute there is half a world championship. <laughs> um, moving on to the Masters money. When this dropped last Wednesday, and I got the impression it, it was almost there's not a good time to put this out. So we'll put it out at 6am in the morning and hope it gets lost. By 7 o'clock, it's absolutely everywhere. The one thing I would say is that might have been the thinking, but if we look back at all the announcements, if we can follow on that, they've all landed at very strange times. I remember one of them dropping due in the start of a TV to PDC TV tournament. Did he? Yeah, seven minutes as the PDC start, 20 minutes before. Yeah. Oh, yeah, here's an announcement. <laughs> yeah, so Let's try and all it. of them have fell into that. All of them have fell into that sort of criteria. I guess I've slagged them off for not giving us information. So at least they've gave us the information now, even if it's not great. And when you just look at the, the prize money, obviously you look at the total prize money and then you, you, you tend to go to that that winning amount and just looking back I've looking through the Masters I think the last time it was around this figure was back in 1989 Peter Everson won £4,000 then it went up to 8000 then it was around the 7 mark but it never then dropped to the, the 6000 euros the women's we saw that progress into £5,000 that has now dropped um, to three. And that is just looking at the wind amount. When you then look at the, you start going down the field. I've spoken to a couple of people who are who have currently qualified, and they just is there any money to be made there unless you don't want to win it? And even if you do, it's not a vast amount of money. Three weeks before Christmas, and the huge risk of getting through a, a field of well, we don't know what that number will be. And still no understanding of what that format will be, the back end of the tournament. We did the sums, but just the hotel costs alone for the four nights works out around £1,100. So in the men's, only the winner and runner-up will make money. When you put travelling on that and living costs... The women, only the winner will make money. That that can't be right in any tournament. Forget what side of the fence you're on, whether you're PDC, WDF, ADC. That cannot be right going into tournaments that only one or two can make money. Not good. I agree with you. It's, it's terrible. It's it is shocking that, and this is like I say, this is the the World Masters. We've had so much controversy with the Masters over the past few years. We've had John O'Shea come on the show and talked about it, and he's released a statement around that today in a, on a different matter. So the controversy we've had around it, and there's just an opportunity here to your second biggest event your only other potential TV tournament. I've not seen any release on that yet, but potentially. And then you're looking at, at the figures and 
as a player, I'm not sure how this would benefit. And I know Neil alluded to it in part of his that he's going to be speaking to his management team. I'm sure other players will be. But we've got to remember, this is the amateur side of the day. Not every player who's in this who's in the field is fortunate enough to have a manager. They've done a tip on their own pocket and some of them will have to pay themselves for that accommodation and those four, five-night stages. Just ridiculous. To add to that, the you've got a pain to the Open and the qualifier, World Championship qualifier as well. Financially, it's a lot of money. Yeah, look, it's a, a ridiculous amount of money. And listening to some of the players that have been in the, in the Super Series over the last couple of weeks, I'm not going to name them or put them, put them in positions, but they're led to believe it's only on TV in Holland and YouTube everywhere else that that's not confirmed, but that's what the players are saying. Well, the players are having to discuss and possibly find out little bits of information because, as Neil's alluded to, they're not responding. So, other than these yeah. communications every two or three weeks that give you a little snippet of information, you're having to guess a little bit more. Well... I'm just looking at the list. There are two names in there that I certainly know won't be playing because I know where they are playing that week. Huh. <laughs> and it's not in Holland. It's on the south coast of England. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not looking. At, I'm not looking at the list, but I know of two names who are definitely on there. Who I also know won't be there. One of which has been a bit volatile on social media, so it would be no surprise. But oh yeah, agree. Need to name him. I know nothing. What I do know <laughs> is that by contrast, the seniors world world masters or or, or seniors masters tournament carries more prize money and keeps the old format. And the trophy looks very, very similar to the original WDF World Masters trophy. Watch that instead. And then we could all get on with our lives. How nice would it be to be able to watch both of them? The fact I might not be able to watch one of them is the problem. I'm, I'm too busy for both. Just one. Just one. For the first time in my life, I'm calling for less darts. <laughs> oh, you've changed. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll get in too much trouble if there's any more darts. I'll just shout at people. But it's, it, it's a mess. And I hope it gets sorted out. But I'm not holding out much hope for you. Sorted out in what regard? At least we know when this you... isn't changing before the end of this year. This 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 is set in stone now. They're not suddenly going to find half a million no, pounds just, of investment just for this tournament. I'll just be long term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Masters is is not changing in the short space of time we have. Because the other thing as well is, look, 
it looks as if Q School, well, we know the dates for Q School. If the, the, I'd be amazed if the WDF World Championship goes before Q School, the fact nothing's on sale. So that says it's going to be afterwards, which again puts them in the same situation as last year if players go and win tour cards. It does, but they won't have done a draw this time around because they won't be expecting a tournament that then gets moved. So it sort of does, but it sort of doesn't. Players that have played all year will be quite... You'd expect it to be quite vocal by not getting the opportunity to play in something that they've chased for a year. But in going to Q School, that's their prerogative to go the other way. They won't get special allowances and that draw will not be done before Q School. So they, they will protect themselves a little bit with that. They have to. They do a draw in January. Somebody wants shooting. Stupid. But is it gone? Well, you just do. Even if they go that first week of February, do not, don't you dare do the draw before Q School. We need to know the qualification criteria for the World Championship before we can do a draw, though. And we ain't got that anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm not worried about one of them being done before the end of the year. Um, on that news, obviously, as well, that we, we touched on it there, the Winmail World Masters Trophy has joined the scrap heap along with the BDO World Championship trophies, never to be seen again, which is a great shame because the Winmail World Masters trophies in particular are nothing short of iconic. Yes. I think I worked out where that £21,000 loss the BDO have made in the last year came from. Legal fees and petrol driving around the country trophy chasing to sit on their bike. <laughs> uh, we need a world championship announcement before we need the qualifiers, don't we? Uh, it would be nice now, but I'm not holding my breath. Nope. We won't have one. I, I was told that no announcements about the Worlds until after the Masters. If that comes true or not, I don't know. But we'll see. I'll save it, Shawnee. Don't you worry, mate. Talk some sense into some peeps. Are we doing, Shawnee? Just out of interest, Shawnee Mac, are you going to the Masters? Put you on the spot in the chat room? Uh... I think he is. That's what I was asking. I was asking, is he, is he going? We haven't, we haven't heard so. from him for a while. Yeah, he dropped in on one. the stream on Friday. I asked him what his next events were on Friday. It was literally four days ago, Philip. Yes, but not for financial purposes. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, the, going back to the that. original point is, uh, how are we doing? Well, hope you are good. Um, yeah, those iconic Winmail World Masters trophies will probably now dish that to the Northern Cyprus or Torrenos winners. Lovely. I shouldn't laugh because it's it's appalling, but you shouldn't it's laugh. Crap. You can see it happening. For the O'Shea's, I feel incredibly sorry for them as well. But 
the way that John wrote that post was was fantastic, considering the, the crap situation that he found himself in. I, yeah. I, I sympathise that a lot of the time the darts community is fantastic in rallying around people and helping, and it doesn't feel like there was enough attention or support on ensuring the legacy of that trophy in that event. And I genuinely don't think I've ever heard anybody talk so passionately about the history of a tournament and, and that Masters in particular. And I, I felt that a bit when John came on the show recently, but actually in reading the post as well, that just reignites it. The, just the pride it, that John has in having his name on a trophy with the likes of Bristow and, and that, even if the tournament changed and, and lost attention 20, 30 years on, just to be able to say that my name's up against them meant so much to John O'Shea. And you cannot take that fact away from him. But the fact that that trophy now, we, we don't know what the intentions are for. If it, if it resurfaces in Holland in three weeks' time or four weeks' time somehow, then you might hold your hands up and say, actually, it's going to be reused properly. Can't see it. You're drunk. Can't see it at all. I'm just saying I can't see it. If, if it goes on to be continued for this tournament in its format because Wim Mauer involved again, then that, that's a different matter. But the rest of it is, is just been crap. And I feel sorry for, for John and the rest of his family who are all amazing. Weekly Darkcast shared the moment that he won it. Was that a young Maisie I saw in that clip, by the way? Yeah, it was. Yeah, young Maisie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look. Um, I did send John a message, actually. I hope that John goes on to win something else substantial in his career and gets his name on a trophy that he gets to look after for a year and pass on, as all major trophies should be, and, and have that cycle correctly, and, and something that he can look back on fondly without all the hassle that followed afterwards. Because I, I think once you've been through this, that's the least that, that John deserves now. Because he, he carried yeah, that... Not everybody is a great champion. You can be a great winner. You can be a great tournament winner. You can win matches. You can be whatever. But not everybody is a great champion in the way that they carried it afterwards. And John's had the longest tenure of it in the most difficult circumstances with a complete moron in charge of an organisation on his case constantly. And he's been superb for all of it. Yeah, no, no, 100%. And... Just going back to like the legacy of the, the Masters, it is genuinely saddening that the longest-running major competition is no longer going to be the same for many reasons, whether that's format change, trophies, you name it. It's just very, very sad. But I remember growing up as a kid, getting a copy of Darts World back in the day because that was the only way of finding out stuff. And just those pictures and those trophies... Uh, are iconic from Bob yeah. Anderson Bristow. Yeah, that's that's the big thing that you mentioned there, Phil. It's not, you know, what if the format was changing, we'd we obviously we'd complain about it, but it would just be one aspect that's changed. If the trophy was being replaced for obviously whatever reasons, then the same with them, but not to the level of at the moment. It just feels like a completely different tournament. There's Everything is changing about it. We've we've moaned about the, the prize money, but I'm sure right now, if you'd have said to John, if you say to John O'Shea that that prize money got taken away, but you still had that trophy, he'd have still had that moment because of, like you said, he's a the champion that he has been for it. And I'm with Darby, he, he hit the nail on the head there. 
about John O'Shea. It's a shame that it's happened in the way it has done. I guess the, the one good thing that comes right now for me is the fact that he's not a winner of a few years ago who's now sort of fell off the face of the earth in regards to the dieting scene. He's doing well in the PDC. This weekend, he's qualified for the Players' Championships, the World Championships, and the future's looking very bright for him instead of where it could have been. As we've seen with some WDF winners before, you see him win something and then not be on the scene for a few years. It's great to see uh, John O'Shea now pushing on and hopefully in time we'll see him lift up, we'll see him lift a trophy and to Dob's words, you know, they want to be a great champion of then. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Week in darts. What have we missed? Um, we we guys covering Tormelinos? Probably not now. <laughs> Genuinely, look, for all the stick, and I just absolutely laid into the bloke as well, that and the Northern Cyprus genuinely look like good events, but I have absolutely no intention of ever touching them because of who runs them. Oh, yeah. Like, at the minute, it makes sense to do one there because when you get flights and everything else included and, and hotel stay, it's probably cheaper than going on holiday. And my idea of going on holiday is going and getting pissed up playing darts or snooker or pool or whatever else. I don't go and sit by a pool all week. You could do that for a couple of hours, but bugger that all day, every day on a beach. So that would be perfect for a holiday, but I have absolutely no intention of going anywhere near those events, ever. No. Um, agreed, Mace. Um, so... A week in darts. What have we missed? We're about to miss something. Correct. Um, yeah, the <laughs> super, as always, uh, super series on Saturday night, won by Alexander Merckx, who played played some really good stuff. He did early on in the week, then he faded a little bit, and then he turned up out of nowhere in the final. I was absolutely convinced that it was going to be a Jared Cole versus Neil Duff final. I, I thought those two were right up there. Loved the way that they played in that final group as well. Rickwood became the double 19 man. If he starts hitting that and Redding next week, I'll give him a slap. Um, but but the way that Jared and, and Neil played, I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be the – I think they'll beat the other two. We'll swap over. Fine. Perfect. Brilliant. We'll see these two again. And then we see the other two in the final, Merckx and Rickwood. It's, it's how quickly it can change. Um, strange action, the way he just sets his arm as high up as possible and then lets it go. But like you said, he was he was superb. He settled in throughout the week at various points. And another player that's booked their spot in Champions Week. Yes. Um, have we missed anything else before we open up the chat room? Mm. Just county this weekend. Nothing, nothing, nothing we've missed in regards to the well, other than today's action. But the Super Series group this week or groups, my god, they are good. Yeah, the field for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is very strong, <laughs> very strong. It's always nice to see Martin Adams uh, on the Super Series or in the seniors, but the rest of the field is just very strong. Yeah, I know, agreed. Not a problem at all, John. Deserve every word of it, buddy. 
Um, so, question time. Yes. No, 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 no. None of us have watched a single dart of it. I absolutely guarantee you this. But the German-European thing started today. Not seen any of it. <laughs> Me neither. But let's just run through the groups. Group A, uh, Florian Hempel is top five from five in a group that includes uh, Franz Roch, Marvin Kopp, Fabian Schmutzler, David Schlichting and Marcel Gurdon. Uh, Petrasco is four from five. Um, he's in a group with Marco Obst, Kai Gotthardt, Dragton Horvat, Robin Berger and Christopher Tunders. I believe Dragatin Horvat hit a nine as well. That's what Mace just said. Yes, that's that's yeah, that's that's the only uh, that's the only bit I've seen of was the ninth as he dropped it after his seventh dart thrown. I believe he dropped one and picked it up. He threw a nineteen double twelve. What boy? Takes on Group C, Daniel Closer's top five from five for him. Nico Kurt second, Christian Bunzer, Michael Hertz down in sixth spot. One, two, three, four, fifth spot out of six. Max Hopp. Having a stinker, just two from five, and Ollie Holtkamp last. And then in the group D, uh, Nico Springer's five from five uh, includes Lucas Veinig, Manfred Builder, Stefan Nars, Rene Adams, and Jonas Ploski. Um, be honest, didn't see an awful lot of it. I tuned in for it for about 30 seconds, realized the commentary was in German, so I struggled even more with it. Um, don't really understand the format, but I know the winners go into Ali Pali. So, ta da! That is the German European Super League in 10 seconds for you. I am going to try and watch some of it during the week. Just didn't have time today. Yeah, tell us anything you need. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Question times. Fire away, everyone. Uh, is it, yeah, it's streamed on PDC TV, Rob. Correct. Um... Right. Thoughts on Barney Taylor challenge back nine nine, just to change to the random subject. I actually really enjoyed it. <laughs> the what? The Barney Taylor champion v champion. Oh. Um, I was four, Johnny, so I've never seen it. Um, any news on the Riley's UK Open qualifiers for next year? No, I would expect that news to kind of drop January time after the Worlds. I nearly went in a Riley's today and then I stopped myself. Um, yeah, I, I would expect news after the Worlds. And then I uh, went to my old work instead and played mini golf. Should have gone to Riley's. Um, Great lunch break. Why do they change trophies when it gets moved to ITV so much? Prefer the uh, not to ITV. I think we've seen some. Obviously, the World Grand Prix had a new trophy this year. Wasn't keen. No, it was on. I'd like. I'd, I'd like them to actually get the trophies sorted and proper, like they do for the world and, and the match play and, and the Premier League that we get a trophy, we we 
sort them and just because the sponsor changes, the trophy doesn't. You just change a plaque on the front. From... Yeah, I'll move you on that. Um, apart from Josh Rock, which other New York Tour card holder of 2022 has moved up the rankings most this year? Good question. Should I say Schindler? Well, we've had a lot in. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, again, without looking, I'd, I'd go with that. With, with Schindler. The only other one is potentially Scott Williams, isn't it? But he's not even a tour card holder. Okay, he hasn't got a card, but yeah. Uh, don't know if it's been discussed the came any thoughts on the windmill launch thought it looked very very good it's launch season isn't um, it yeah in fact I think um, there's one in the morning there's one on the 11th there's another one to come as well great show in there that we were missed Robert well, John yeah, who after rock though, isn't it? Was the question. Um, yeah, no, I really, really liked it. Um, I'm interested. There's one launch coming up that I've seen the video for, and I just wonder if it's going to go out or whether they'll make a change. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean, don't you? It must be that one then, yeah. Yeah. If it goes out, it's going to be funny. Yeah. Um, which um, fan base is is currently in Anderson or Wright? What, what, what? How far back in the chat room are we? Jamie. More of a state. Mm. Don't know. No. I think they're both alright. You know what you get in McGarry these days. Peter's still more than capable when he rocks up. Theory. Yeah. To be fair, Anderson's fan base is huge. You don't realise how big it is. But when they sing his name and he's still when he's not there, the fact they still sing his name on Euro tours and and God knows what, it's still playing on a Euro tour since two thousand fifteen. <laughs> Yeah, the um, the Ando. Um, what else have we got here? Should more TV events be set play? Yes, I'd like another set play tournament in the year. No, no, no. Stick with the two. 
I'd, I'd like another one. The minute you add more, they okay. become less special, and then you're like, actually, no, we've got too many, and it's just boring. No. So, Leave it we two PDC, two, two seniors. Yeah. More importantly, let's let's change the Premier League and let's nuke the Grand Slam, and then we can work out where we need to play. All right. Let, let's solve the issues first, not create more. Stupid. Correct. No, you. I, sure. I like this one. <laughs> just, I'm gonna, we're going we're gonna to read it out just to annoy Gob. Question for you guys. Yeah, I've seen it. No, thanks. Yeah. Next. <laughs> No, it's early, but what would your Premier League 8 be? Look, I think, barring someone rogue winning the world, I think the top four are set. Is it what will it be, or what would yours be? Two different questions. Uh, I know it's early, but what would be eight for the Premier League next season on how you think the rest of the season will go. Um, okay. So, I think that I, I think the top four are what they are. Uh, MVG, Price, Wright and Smith. Those four. From last year's eight, I think Wade and Anderson drop out. And there are question marks next to Cullen and Clayton. Cullen made the final, no chance. So Jose kept Jose in. Jose got binned. Jose didn't get back in. Jose got binned. Stupid. Um, I I I think there are question marks next to Carl and Clayton just because they haven't won anything to cement a place. Clayton. Colin's right. I think Clayton's in trouble. Could do of a year off, to be honest. The fact that Luke Humphries is provisionally World Five. Stroke six. I I think right now he's in. If you were picking it now, I think he'd be in. Is it right that Luton? Oh, if, if I'm picking, I'm going so anti Premier League, you wouldn't believe it. I want car crash interviews, like Michael Alise, who just answered. Well, Wolf passed me the ball and I scored. Great interview. Big <laughs> <A> character. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I think Humphreys is in at the moment. Not convinced. Oh, Not I think he ticks all the boxes. He ticks all the boxes. He's well done five or six after the world as it stands. Yeah, but if he's if he's let's say world number six, can he be can he be in as world number six without winning anything on TV? I know he can be. I know what you're gonna say, but should he be in as world number six, not winning anything on TV? But then you've got Noppy and Ross Smith who have picked up two TV, uh, TV title each. That's where I'm unsure because for me. The winners should be. I know he's obviously won, but what's 
Ross Smith's ranking at the moment. I know, I know he's just won a TV tournament. Um, he's 20 in the world. 20. That's that, that's a tough sell. You're a tough sell, but you worked in darts for 10 years. Yeah, possible. Barry, that's to do well to spin that line. Be interesting. Um, by the way, if you see any questions in the chat room, jump in and fire them in. Are you carrying on? Yeah, I thought he was looking. I didn't Alex know. is I in from America, from the CDC Continental Cup winner. Don't plan on moving anytime soon myself, but just out of curiosity, where's the best place to move, live for someone coming from the States, trying to pursue a run in the PDC? The Midlands. Midlands. So you're centrally based. Somewhere between Leicester, Derby and Nottingham, as you would say. But it's Nottingham. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Best person to reach out to, probably get in touch with like Damon Hetter or Dimitri. They've got a decent little group growing in Leicester way. And where's Jeff? Where's Jeff Smith at the minute? Him and Matt Campbell, are they with Darren Webster? Is that a bit more your way, Lee? Jeff Jeff Smith's probably on a plane somewhere. He tends to always be on one. (laughs) Darren Darren Webster's Norwich way. (laughs) There's Norwich, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, don't go there. They got too many fingers. <laughs> um, yeah, no, de- de- Midwest Texas. Yeah, no, yeah, Alex. Good, good. Glad you're in, mate. But yeah, definitely, definitely the Midlands way. So you're. Also, uh, there's plenty of nice places in Yorkshire as well. Then you're close to Barnsley and Wigan. Yeah, but there's Yorkshire no internet in Yorkshire, so no. Uh, there is that. <laughs> Yeah, not London. Too expensive. Stay away. Yeah, I'll, I'll north. Cheaper and you're in the middle. Because then where I live is perfect because you've got Milton Keynes one way and a lot of the TV tournaments. You've got Barnsley, Wigan. There's some stuff in Leicester now. It's mid. Can't move him with me. Yeah. Sound. Get your brother out. If you're going to do that, you have to get a tetanus jab. <laughs> you, you said I like my brother's been vaccinated. <laughs> um, right. One, um, one I found. Biddy's player to miss out on the world this year. Nobody has yet. Yeah, but totally excluding the qualifying. In terms of a name, it's Ian White. But in terms of performances this year, it's definitely not Ian White because he's just not been good enough. Yeah. Um, Florian Hempel, John Henderson, maybe. Hendo's been there, what, seven, eight years in a row? He's saying Biddy's name. Does that? Hmm? Biddy's name? Yeah. Yeah, I can get behind that. Devon in the mix? So then name-wise, not on tournament players? If you're going name, yeah, form, no. Devon? That's what we said, yeah. And win the African qualifier. 
Still got one more chance though. <laughs> um, Thibault, let's get True Coin. Let's get the French in the World Cup. Let's start the campaign now. So they have absolutely no choice but to ignore it. I have never in my life supported France for anything. I am English. We are taught to hate them. We do not like them in any sport, in any way. But I'm starting it here. I'm starting it now. We want France at the World Cup of Darts. And then they're going to draw England first round and I want them to get smashed. But we want them there. To be fair, I think it's... I would be amazed if France won in next year's World Cup. The fact they've they both won on the challenge store, I would be amazed. Uh, well, if it comes down to putting darts on TV in France, then there's every chance it won't be. But even then, I'd yeah. ignore that. Get some coverage elsewhere. I just go actually look what they are doing and hope TV pick up the following year. Uh, when is Bristol getting the Premier League event? Hopefully, as soon as that new arena opens. Steve Brown was in earlier. Does he know? <laughs> Knows everything else in Bristol. Yeah. Ace is down that who's way. The, who's the most disappointing player from the Q School winners? I don't remember who got through Q school. Come on, man. They're the ones in green, right? No, 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 they're in the opposite list. Q school. Torcard race, and then they're ones in green, aren't they? Yeah, the light green. Well, who's at the bottom? Vladimir Anderson has done nothing. Darren Webster. Did he get his tour card back this year? Yeah. Yeah, one day two, day one or day two. I'd probably say for me, Bradley Brooks. I was expecting more from him. He, he's as world youth champion. He's definitely got a lot more ability than he's shown. Yeah. I don't want to pile on to him either, but I wanted a bit more from Kevin Burness. He worked his ass off at Southampton in the live league to get his form back up. He then wins a qualifier for the World Seniors, turns it down because he gets a tour card, and has only made 10 grand this year. He would have made more than that as an amateur. The way that he was playing at that point a year ago, Kevin Benes would have had a more financially rewarding season on as an amateur this year. Oh, completely. Yeah, no no question there whatsoever. Burnett's had a good couple of weeks recently, but other than that, I think he'd had a pretty disappointing return as well. Yeah. Yeah, he's only he's 14 and a half. Yeah. The others, you could look at and go, perhaps we didn't have the highest expectations from them. They're still settling in, still early, first time they got it, etc. So most of them, you can give a pass at that point. But I think they're the ones that, that stick out at the minute. Oh, to fair, I've just seen, I'm just going to check. I think James' answer is quite good, and we've missed this one. Ryan Joyce, is he yeah. a, is that, yeah, Ryan Joyce, not at the Worlds. 
Yeah, just he was the one that missed out on the cut. Yeah. When we see Joyce, when we see him on TV, if his double 16 hitting is good, he sneaks for a couple of first rounds, but he doesn't get there often enough. He doesn't get to the Euro Tours often enough because he's another that I don't think likes traveling. Um, we don't see him go deep enough on the floor. We do sometimes. We see him go very deep, but it's very deep or first round exit. Yeah. And that enough? Uh, Jamie, is Van Veen's action likely to let him down in years to come? That it's, it's it's not an action you'd coach, but it works for him. Whether that breaks down or not, it's another. It's not a coachable action, is it? There's a lot of moving parts. There's not many coachable actions these days. The more and more you look at the game. Yeah, it's not as not as the, easy the concern the is that when he's under more and more pressure than yeah there is that opportunity we've seen that before with other youngsters oh, I like this one. next darts player to do i'm a celebrity i would love wayne to do i'm a celebrity could you imagine marla in the jungle i think it would have to be wayne you know Uh, no current player take time out of their schedule to do it. So it'd have to be an ex-pro or someone. And they've got to add something to TV. Eric added something to TV. Yeah. And it's not that others don't. But I think in terms of recognisable and can go in and have a genuine chance of winning it as well, Mardo would, yeah, definitely be in the conversation. Yeah, Mardo for the jungle. Surely, I know he'd be mentioned. I know he's not been great on some appearances on TV, but surely Phil Taylor would be in that mix of conversation if one was going to be on. I, just, I don't I think, think he's do a it. bit too old now. Yeah, I, I don't think he'd do it. You no. say I don't really do it. Do you think Wayne would do it? If the money was right. Yeah. I think if the money was right, Wayne would do it. Get Webby in get the jungle. Webby in. I could get behind Webby in the jungle. As darts fans, yeah, as as high profile as for the rest of the country to get behind, I'm not convinced. Especially as the Welsh population don't seem to like Webby, as we found out the other week. <laughs> I like Webby's rants on Twitter. <laughs> um Right, folks, we are just about there. Uh, fantastic show this evening. Enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, plenty coming up, of course, at Online Darts. The Super Series returns tomorrow on the Super Series YouTube channel. 9.30 start there. And, of course, the Grand Slam starts this weekend. The ADC undisputed as well, Friday night from the Cleveland Arms. Plenty going on in the build-up to the slam. What? Reading? World Seniors? What are we doing? Get them. What's, what's, we're getting there. That's Saturday. Um, well, it's Friday. Seniors. Friday. In at the flyer on Friday, or has that changed? They're all ranked now. 
every Friday night event yeah. is ranked, so that counts towards qualifying in the order of merit. But obviously, no outright spot for winning the Friday night. No outright, but yeah, but yeah, Reading, we have the World Seniors World Championship qualifier. So on Dark Connect, yes, and um, believe we will be looking to stream at least one board uh, on Saturday and Sunday. Um, just before we go, this is we we always ask this, Boise. We're we gonna get an announcement this week. No, move on. <laughs> Why you're saying no? Ryan Searle is still not qualified for the match play. <laughs> um, everyone, thank you very much for the last few hours. Remember, no live land next week because of the Grand Slam, but the Fallout Bar will return after every evening session, apart from the final at the Slam. Plenty coming up. If you haven't yet, make sure you follow us on all social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're almost there. We're etching towards that 30k mark. So the quicker you can get us there, the better. Uh, I'm with Phil Bars, Jack Garwood, Lee Boyce, and everyone in the chat room. Give yourself a round of applause. Gentlemen, it's been another magic Monday here at the Live Lounge, and we'll see you all in a few weeks. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.